0: And welcome back. I'm Ron Alesco, and this is Traditions. And we finally have our guest in the studio today, Carla Ulbrich, who, uh, thanks to the uh, the wonderful construction being done in Hackensack and Deck was a little delayed, but we've got her here at our studio. Carla, it's so good to see you.
1: Thank you, and wonderful to be here. Uh,
0: you know, I, you, you've got a new CD out, which I take exception to that title. Totally Average Woman. <laughs> calling you average is, as I said earlier, it's like calling the Grand Canyon a puddle. I mean, it, it's... <laughs> You are (laughs) totally above average. I won't say.
1: If you measure my height, I'm below average.
0: Well, all uh, in how
1: you measure things. That's right. If you measure my math scores, definitely below average.
0: <laughs> well, our, our, our listeners, actually, if you're listening live, you can tune in. You can see Carla. We can't. We don't have a measuring tape here, <laughs> but <laughs> we, 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 we do have a camera. And, what uh,
1: kind of radio station has I, no measuring you tape? You know,
0: we, we're just, it's, it's a Don't tough... you have
1: one of those things on the way out like they do at 7-Eleven yeah, so yeah. you can see how tall the person is <laughs> as they run out the door with all the cash?
0: We should do that, but we're public radio, you know, it's, it's little, <laughs> cash is a little stuff. So sometimes we got to do little things one at a time. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you've got this wonderful CD out, T- totally average woman. Uh, how many how many recordings have you made now? This that is number six. Number six, wow. And each one is just a, a true delight. And you, you, you've got, uh, w- again, your your usual collection of um, parody songs and, and, and new recordings, uh, mm-hmm. new, new songs. About
1: half and half originals and parodies. Yeah, it's lovely. I, w- I wonder, would you mind starting us off with a song? Sure. Oh, well, it's, while we're on the topic... <laughs> This is a song, first time someone wrote a song for me, uh, and uh, the guy said, you know, I wrote you a song. This guy, you know, was really, really, really flattered until I heard it. (laughs) I've got a totally average woman Stands about five foot three I've got a totally average woman Weighs about 153 Thanks for sharing that. (laughs) She's a mean, mean woman, statistically mean. When she walks down the street, some people notice, some don't. When she walks down the street, some people notice, but in general, most people don't. Some guys will whistle twice as many won't She can make a blind man hear, make a deaf man see She could have any guy who is no better or worse than me I've got a totally average woman IQ of a hundred Yeah, a hundred actually She's a mean, mean woman Statistically mean She takes all my money, invest it in a mutual fund. She takes all my hard earned money. Invest it in a high diversified dividend pews to see mutual fund. We will probably retire in a style to which we are accustomed. Every night she beats me. Lord she beats me so bad. Every night she beats me, oh Lord, she beats me so bad. She's the toughest Scrabble partner I have ever had. She can let a sleeping dog lie, send a dead man to his grave. When she was a young child, she would occasionally misbehave. I've got a totally average woman, stands about five foot three, point seven. She's a mean, mean woman, statistically mean. Baby, I would walk over room temperature coals for you.
0: Oh, that, no, that could not be written about you. I mean, <laughs> come on.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, until you find your right match, they uh, just don't get you. <laughs>
0: Now, do you want to give credit to the the, the writer of that okay, song? Okay, well,
1: I wrote it. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> and, uh, jo- uh, I wrote it and with my, my true love muffin, Joe Giacoyo.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. He and I wrote that together. We, we were like, you know, all the blues cliches. I think we were both studying yeah. some blues licks at the time. And so, you know, you just, oh, another song about how awful this woman is. And, and I was talking about, like, you know, all the all the songs, there's so many, you don't hear anything about, like, this guy's such a jerk, this guy's <laughs> such a jerk. You know, but there's so many songs, even the Eagles, ooh, witchy woman, right, right, right. And, and E-L-O, uh-huh. evil woman, and I'm like, why are these so many songs about how awful women are, Right. you know, what about just a normal person, they don't get any songs, <laughs> right, And so we're kind of doing two things, which is, I was complaining about how, like, all the songs, all these popular songs about how awful women are, and then... Not that I think there needs to be a song about how awful men are, right? I I didn't need to write well, that song. There's probably plenty of those out there. <laughs> but I'm like also we were we were both working on some blues songs and um there's a lot of cliches. So we're like trying to turn the yeah. cliches on their head, you know, and like and also be like what about the totally normal woman, you know? Yeah. She should have a song. That's right. Would I mean, you have to be evil to get a song written about you? Yeah.
0: Well, I, 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 that you've just proven that being average is interesting. Yes. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good to be it's average. It's on
1: how you look at it. Right.
0: But you're still above average. I don't care what you say. I well, mean, you're, you're above average.
1: <laughs> I guess it's... Uh, average is in the eye of the beholder. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> well, this is a wonderful CD. It, uh, you, you actually uh, released it late last year. Mm-hmm. Um how long did it take to record this? When, oh, when did the idea come about?
1: Everything takes longer than you think it's going to. Well, not every 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 CD I've ever created has taken longer and cost more than I thought it would. But mm-hmm. it, and yet I haven't I haven't learned to change my expectations. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, but I started I started working on it in late whatever the year was before fourteen two thousand okay, fourteen, right. and. Um, it's like that number's already been erased from my head. It was so long ago. And uh, I was trying to record with my neighbor, and he'd never really... You know, he's a good musician, but he's not really an engineer. And the thing I liked about it was it was next door. But we kept getting all this distortion on the vocal. And I'm like, oh, I've had to sing this song one more time. I'm going to strangle somebody. Maybe myself, which would be hard, because <laughs> then you get weak from being strangled, and you can't sustain the strangling. But uh, So I, I was talking to my buddy, Bob Malone. And he's like, you just need to record record with me. And he did my third album, Sick Humor, right. which is my most popular CD. It's sold more than any. It, it gets played more than any, any other CD I've done. As you know, they played on Sirius XM still. That album's from 2004. Yeah. They're still playing it on on the Comedy Channel, and it, because it's just such a great sounding album. It's so well produced, it is. and Bob is so. Talented, and he knows so many talented musicians. And I was like, you know what, you're right, because he he gets things done. Usually, you have to pick right, cheap, fast, or good. Right. And he's fast, and he's beyond good. He's great, and he hired. He manages to get people really, really great people for an affordable price. So I went out there for eight days, and we recorded the bulk of the stuff. And then I did some of the parodies I did with this guy Steve Goody, who's down in Nashville. He's another comedy musician, Mm -hmm. and. And for the parodies, I was like, look, just recreate this song. You know, with the original stuff, I need to be in the studio, and we're sort of figuring it out as we go, like, oh, let's try this, let's try that. But with the parodies, you're just trying to recreate the originals. So I can just go, okay, I want this song in this key at this tempo, Right. and uh, send it to me when you're done, (laughs) and then I'll sing it, you know? So there's actually two or three songs on here I still haven't figured out how to play because they're on the piano, and... I don't play piano very well, and who wants to tote a piano around anyways? It
0: could be cumbersome, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: tough you, on just, it. you see the song contest, they're yeah. like, no pianos. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, bummer, man. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: well, you know what? Why don't we play one of the the the, the parodies from the CD? You want to play one? From oh, the, yeah, on, on, okay. Well, which... Let's
1: uh, do um, Dr. Pepper. Dr. Dr. Is... Pepper, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a good one. Uh, and how, I guess from the South, Dr. Pepper is... Uh, Oh it's probably, not big up here. It's it's getting bigger I think, you know. But it, it, I know uh, most of my southern friends always are if they have a choice between Coke or Dr Pepper, it's always Dr Pepper. Oh,
1: most of my southern friends want cheer wine.
0: Cheer Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah see so yeah. you don't
1: yeah. even, you you don't even get that up here at all, but no. the, the, I just remember the commercials from the the late 70s, the I'm a pepper, he's, be a pepper. Right. And I was at a meeting, and the only thing to drink, I was really thirsty. It was one of those conference meetings, so you just drink whatever's there. They had one thing to drink, and it was diet, vanilla, cherry, Dr. Pepper. And I looked at the camera, which of these tastes am I supposed to register? Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's where this came from.
0: Okay, here is uh, Carla Ulbrich. This segment. That's not Carla Ulbrich.
1: Here we go i drink Dr. Pepper if I must But there's some things about it I don't trust I don't think I'd serve it to a friend It's the kind of drink that nature didn't intend Chocolate pepper, cherry pepper, cherry vanilla Chocolate pepper, diet vanilla, fusion pepper too Hacking pepper, fracking pepper The kind of pepper and pepper spray pepper Wouldn't you like a can of chemical stew? Dr. Pepper lots of black, But everybody knows the guy's a quack This doc is certainly not a real MD Though he probably got an A in chemistry Here no pepper, see no pepper Wow there seems to be no pepper What are my freaking kidneys supposed to do? Hey you peppers a Dr. Pepper Actually contain some pepper Would you still wanna be a pepper too? Dr. Pepper now with actual pepper Pepper, Pepper, that it make you thirsty. Dr. Pepper, he's not a doctor. Dr. Pepper, but he plays one in a bottle. Dr. Pepper, no relation to Sergeant Pepper.
0: I must have dragged me about $15, doctor Pepper. I gotta pay.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, that's I great.
1: I haven't learned to do a Forrest Gump impersonation no. either yet.
0: <laughs> you Gotta work on that. <laughs> uh,
1: Life is like a box of Dr. Pepper. (laughs)
0: Boy, it's so true, though. When you think of all the things they put into it, all the different flavors. I mean, when I was a kid, just a side story. My mother is 94 years old. I take her grocery shopping every week. Every week we go in the cereal aisle, she looks up and down the aisle and says, You know, I remember it was just cornflakes and Rice Krispies. For <laughs> real. Yeah. And now you've got all these different flavors. And the same thing with the soda aisle. It's just.
1: Oh, totally. Unbelievable. There's too many choices. Yeah. But I don't. I generally avoid soda these days. I yeah. usually just make seltzer at home if, I'm gonna, if I need some fizz. But uh, the, the soda, there, I think there's a point where you've offered people too many options.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, back when I still used to eat bread, and I'm gluten free now, so it's very hard to very hard to eat anything. You stop at a rest area, and you're like, hmm, I guess I'll have the bottled water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I don't have I don't have gluten. I don't have dairy. I don't do NutraSweet the which is in all the diet soda. Can't have diet soda, and uh, the and I generally don't drink regular soda. I'm having one now because I was about to fall asleep behind the wheel, but I won't mention the brand. No free advertising right. for you, <clears throat> cola. So. <laughs> Anyway, what we're talking about? I'm having an ADD moment.
0: Uh, we were talking about the- also
1: known as my life. <laughs> we
0: were talking about Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dr.
1: Pepper, of course. Yeah,
0: and th- this is and- a cut.
1: From- oh, you know Dr. Pepper. Sorry, go ahead. Plug my CD. No, I was, was going no, no, to
0: plug your CD again. It's from this <laughs> the new CD, "Totally Average Woman" from uh, Carla Ulbrich. CarlaU.com is her, is her That's website. Right. The letter U, yeah.
1: like uh, WFDU.
0: That's right. It's Carla
1: yeah. U, my own university, where you learn about difficult last names uh-huh. and how many flavors are
0: in sodas right now you mentioned the difficult last name i hope i'm still pronouncing it right it's olbrick right yeah okay good i
1: so it's music to my ears to hear my <laughs> name and it's still olbrick i haven't changed it right once everyone gets it i'll change it yeah. go, it's Ulbrich, don't you know that <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, as, as, especially now that you're here in new jersey now you've been here in new jersey now for a number of years now. 10, year, Ten well, years maybe right?
1: 11 yeah wow
0: now is that what made you totally average being in New Jersey coming <laughs> oh my
1: gosh, I'm not i i really stick out in New Jersey actually' cause, like you know, I walk around my neighborhood, we have a nice day like last week, you know sixty seventy degrees out, and I walk around barefoot and people are like, "Oh my God, where are your shoes? I'm like, in my house, you know. Yeah. Nobody walks, they're like, you're going to cut yourself. I'm like, have you guys been scattering glass all over the <laughs> cul de sac? You know? Right. Do you guys have a riot out here and I didn't hear it?
0: <laughs> it's true. I guess it's a, it's a whole different lifestyle, but uh, th- has that influenced your songwriting? You know, the, the changes and what you're seeing? Because I mean, you're always so observant oh, uh, hmm. in and, and your music. And, and well, thank you. I, I guess that's, has that added to your, your songwriting?
1: Uh, I, it's, it's tricky because I, I try. When I first got here, I would hear some, some of the really, really thick, like, uh, Long Island accents, and I'm like, consciously, like, don't absorb it, don't absorb it, don't absorb it, because, I, I mean, I have a neighbor who's like, oh my God, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to sound like that, don't absorb that, don't absorb that, right. and, um, you know, that's where they're from, and it doesn't sound strange to them, but it's so different from where, where I'm from that I, I'm like, okay, because I'll pick up whatever I'm around. I don't know. Has I, I, I couldn't tell you. I'm not objective enough to tell you uh-huh. whether it's changed. I think the thing that changes my writing the most is being in a happy relationship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Joe and I write together, which is really, really fun. We, we're of the same mind. We met 20 years ago at a songwriting mm-hmm. camp, and... Um, He took one look at me. He's like, that's the girl for me. And I took one look at him and ran.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It took 20 years.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was about eight years before we finally got together. But we stayed friends that whole eight years, which actually worked out really well. So um, actually, this leads right into a song off the CD if you want to have a smooth segue. Sure. I don't usually go for smooth segues, but, you know. We can change it up and do a smooth one for once and, and so because we were friends he dropped his guard and he told me all this Uh-oh. stuff about his old girlfriends and how preposterous some of the things were that they did and and then when we got together he's like oh I never would have told you all that stuff if I thought we were going to be together. <laughs>
0: oh, the truth comes out. Yeah. Well, this is the cut that starts off the album. It's called Joe's Ex-Girlfriends. And uh, I guess this was written from your uh, point of view after yes. Joe told you all this? All I right. think
1: I had to give him some songwriting credit, though, because, I mean, he gave me all the stories.
0: stories. So here go. <laughs> Here's Carla Ulbrich. Say, do you remember WFDU's fundraiser? I keep hitting the wrong button. What is with me today? I'm sorry. There we go. Let's do it. There we go.
1: Spongebob cartoons I sing to the dog And I talk to the plants When I met you I lived in a van I'm unemployable And sing songs about Butts, but I'm back it He goes, you
0: suck. <laughs> did, did you ever meet any of these ex-girlfriends?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, one of them. I've only heard the legends of the others.
0: Right. The, the, the one you met did it live up to the stories, or?
1: Um. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to say it on the radio. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, that's all I need to say.
0: Yeah. The fun Enough part
1: said- is his. Um. He he really did have a girlfriend who wore a puppet, a hand puppet, everywhere, <laughs> and had no sense of humor about it. It's just like it's just putting it out there to be laughed at and then not being able to laugh at it. You know,
0: yeah,
1: it's not her intention for it to be funny. But uh, the the guys who Joe grew up with, he's fortunate in that he still lives close enough to hang out with guys he went to kindergarten with. He goes way all the way back to four years old with these guys. And they all went to Catholic school together. So they came up all the way, went all the way through college together. And they're so hilarious. I I love his friends. They're so it's like the Big Bang Theory hanging Uh out with them. They're just so (laughs) smart and so funny. And they all lived through all of these girlfriends. Oh. Uh, so.
0: <laughs> so I bet when you sang it, they, oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. A lot more stories came out probably. Yes. <laughs> well, well, you've written a few songs in your career about relationships. Yes, uh, indeed. You know, the, uh, has, has Joe taken any of your stories and put them into song? Or... No. No?
1: Um, I mean, he's, he's written some songs about us that are sweet. Yeah. Um... Well, yeah, really about me and him. I don't think I don't think I told him about all my. I didn't have nearly as many as ex boyfriends as he had ex girlfriends. Like, uh-huh. He he was a late bloomer and I was an early bloomer. Like okay. all through high school, I always had boyfriends, but uh, you know, through college and my twenties and stuff, I didn't really date much. So there aren't really very many juicy stories. Right. Um, I did go out with a guy who used to be peeping Tom. That was kind of interesting, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's kind of the end of that story. Yeah, really okay, not... yeah
0: enough said. Right?
1: <laughs> no elaboration needed. Yeah, and uh, you know a couple people who would go psycho, but that's nothing new. Yeah. You know, he like you can't break up with me. I'll kill myself. I'm like fine, great, <laughs> let's date. Yeah. but there, it wasn't anything like his stuff is just unbelievable. Right, my yeah. stuff you've heard all that before. Right, you right. can just watch the crime channel and you you see my. <laughs> My ex boyfriend stories, except I didn't get shot.
0: <laughs> wood. But So is that why it took you a few years before you and Joe finally... Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I just got dumped by some tall Italian guy from New Jersey like a couple weeks before uh-huh. I met Joe. Uh-huh. So uh, I think also, too, really, I, at that point in my life, I wanted to be single. Right. If I were to be honest with myself, I was like, I really just want to focus on writing songs, being myself, not being embroiled with someone telling me how to act, what to do, and sure. need, needing me there every second. So I, I, like until I get my act together where I stop attracting psychos, I'd rather just be alone because right. psychos take up a lot of energy.
0: I can, I can see that. I've, I, I personally haven't had those experiences, but I, I know people who have, and it's uh, it's.
1: I know when I'm psycho, training. I yeah. demand a lot of energy.
0: Uh-huh. Yes. And you you also had some health issues, which we've talked about in the past when you were on the show. You've yeah. written a book about it, and... You know, you, you seem, you're doing well now, aren't you? I am. I yeah. just got
1: over the flu, which Uh-oh. was terrible, but it, in comparison to, you know, congestive heart failure, kidney failure, yeah. you like, okay, well, it's just the flu. People die from the flu, but, you know, usually they're already weak in weak health at that point. So right. I just had a couple of weeks where I was sleeping and ruining pillows by throwing up on them, but that's, <laughs> it's really small stuff in compare. you know, yeah. once you go through a serious health thing, you're like, okay.
0: Life is good. Now.
1: So I ruined the carpet. <laughs> right. Big right.
0: deal. It's <laughs> always tomorrow. Well, you're here now, and that's what counts. And uh, I wonder, would you mind sharing another song with us?
1: Sure. Let's see. Okay, here's one about uh, my first real job. Also, my last real job. I'm not going to tune. <laughs> Three or four times a day, my boss has to sneak away. And sometimes I hear him say It's a tough road to hoe to be a nicotine slave I'm not saying he's a jerk But I have to do all the work Acting manager, owner, and clerk While he's sitting in the sun. Man, it drives me berserk It seems really clear to me Doesn't anybody else get the irony? I've gotta start smoking if I wanna get a breath of fresh air With a secondhand smoking uproar He can't smoke out front anymore I thought he was absent before Now he's gotta get at least a hundred yards from the door He says he feels marginalized He's hoping to quit and he tries But if he gives up his favorite vice He'll also give up all of that regular exercise It seems really clear to me Doesn't anybody else get the irony I've gotta start smoking if I wanna get a breath of fresh air if you can't beat them, join them, it's true but troublesome. I bought some cigarettes, they're made of bubblegum. Now I walk in the breeze and delights in the sun and pretend to ignite. It was all going more than alright, till the boss said, Can I bum a smoke and a light? What is this, bubblegum? On your break, you've got to be joking. Oh, break. that's it. You are done. Wait, did I just get fired for not smoking? It seems really clear to me. Doesn't anybody else get the irony? I've got to start smoking if I want to get a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Well, i got to start smoking if I want to get some exercise. Well, I better start smoking if I want to get a breath of fresh
0: Hey. <laughs> oh, that is so true. I, I, I'm a non-smoker, too, and it always gets me. Everybody, I'm going to go take a break now. What am I going to do? You
1: know? <laughs> I really thought about it. I'm like, I should get yeah. some bubble gum. I'd get caught so quickly, though. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's crazy because you got to cover for them, and you don't get a break.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, I'm glad you're standing up for people's rights. Like, thank this. you. you, know, you know, That's it's my it's, little protest. The non-smokers out Joe there.
1: actually has had a, a boss who's like, uh, they were having some political garbage at work, and one of his managers said to him, "Have you thought about taking up smoking? Because then you could go outside and, and bond with your managers and all that over a smoke." Joe's oh. so like, <laughs> you know, I used to have asthma, so no.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> That's some more management tips than one. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
1: yeah. But that, yeah, that that's reality. I yeah. worked retail for like two or three years when I was finishing college. And yeah, it's crazy.
0: Oh, it is. Well, Carla Ulbricht is our guest today on Traditions. I'm Ron Olesko, and your dial is at 89.1%. Carla's got a a wonderful CD out called Totally Average Woman, which we've talked about. I'll I'll disagree with the title, but I I understand where she's going with it. Um, Carla's also going to be appearing at Music at the Mission in West Milford, New Jersey. She is the uh, featured performer for their open mic. Uh, She'll be doing a 45-minute set, and that's on Saturday, April the 2nd, um, which I believe, what time is that start? It doesn't say here.
1: I don't think that far ahead,
0: but, yeah, well, you know,
1: yeah. it's all on the internet. <laughs> com. I probably did my homework and put it up there. I hope so.
0: <laughs> uh, well, Are you looking at my website I, I now and you, it's yeah. not up
1: there? <laughs> okay, so maybe not. I guess it's on the Music of the Mission. I think it's uh, a 7, but I, I may be wrong. Yeah. Well, you
0: just go there. You'll find it. I'm sure He's it'll perfect, be fine. Right?
1: Just show up sometime <laughs> Saturday, bring a 10, and <laughs> eventually we'll start playing music. All right.
0: Well, uh, I'm sure you're going to be playing a number of songs from this this new CD. Um, again, you you mixed some parodies, six parodies, and about six uh, original songs. Um, doing parodies, I, you find that tougher than writing original tunes. Because in
1: you... a way, yes, it's it's tougher and easier. Number one, you don't have to write any music, uh-huh. so you don't have to try to come up with something that hasn't been done a million times or something that you know. Like one of most of us have habits, like we'd go to the same key all the time, or you know we might write similar melodies right so using someone else's music takes away that work right mm-hmm. you don't have to try to break out of your own habits but trying to find a cohesive idea that fits being restricted to the same rhyme pattern and coming up with a you know completely different take on something sure so it just, I guess it's a trade-off it's easier and it's harder because uh-huh. you've got to make the rhymes work in the same place and hopefully it's a sound alike and then it also has to be funny or it's like why did you bother yeah. writing that <laughs> yeah. people
0: don't get it yeah it's gonna be a hard so, one
1: yeah uh, but it's it's fun to me it's like a an advanced crossword puzzle uh-huh. you know it's like a, except i don't really like crossword puzzles that much but it's that same kind of thing it's like solving a puzzle that i have this idea i want to do it to this tune now how can i make these two fit together yeah. it's more like a jigsaw puzzle this is a puzzle anyway some kind of puzzle
0: I, i'm guessing not being a songwriter that um Maybe it's also a good exercise, too, because you're, you're kind of, as you're dealing with somebody else's song, you're kind of seeing their structures, how they're, they put their song together, mm-hmm. and maybe...
1: Yeah, you have to give... pick it apart and then put it back together. Yeah, yeah. And it's really cool. I started writing the parodies after I had a stroke, mm-hmm. and I couldn't play the guitar. So the, the parodies were a way to solve that problem for me, and not more problem solving. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a way for me to keep writing... Uh, and while I was still rehabbing my hand so that I could play again. Right. And that's when I started writing and recording parodies uh-huh. during that period. And now it's just sort of stayed part of my, right. you know, the two albums before that, there weren't any parodies on there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but that third album was all parodies. Cause that's all I could do at the time. And that's my most popular album. There oh well, there you go.
0: <laughs> well, maybe that was uh, that was also one that we were dealing with a lot of your your health issues. Yeah, in that, that album. entire
1: yeah. album is about health. It's yeah. sick humor. It's all right. about the health stuff.
0: And I think a lot of people could could relate to that too because yeah. we've all had issues, not to the extent that that you. A lot of people through, have but, had them to the yeah, un- unfortunately
1: have had them to the degree I have. Yeah.
0: That's true. But you know, even even somebody who hasn't, I think, can still relate to you know the issues of going to a doctor's mm-hmm. office, you
1: know. Oh, yeah, our uh, system's completely broken. Yeah,
0: it is, it is. And, and I think you, you, you've, you while you're not dealing with the, 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 the sick humor on this album, you're also still dealing with some of the issues that I think people see. Because, again, you're, you're kind of an observant person, and you're, I'm, I'm picking that up on your recordings, that you're you're looking at life around you. Is that kind of yeah, something Yeah, I guess do? I
1: do like to do what you would call observational humor, which mm-hmm. is somebody, uh, well, I guess I could... I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but, you know, it is a kind of humor. Like Jerry Seinfeld's Observational. You you just look around and go, why are things like this? (laughs) Why are things like that? What's Uh, up with this? Have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed? (laughs) You know, so that that is why, because life is so absurd, I really just stick to uh, fact. Uh There's really no need to fictionalize If you could just look around you, and use what's right there. Sure. For me, that's my, I have nothing wrong with fiction. I enjoy great movies, great songs that are fictitious. It's just for me as a writer, Mm -hmm. I I find it's just amazing to be grounded in fact that I don't make something up. And then people come up to me afterwards and go, that didn't really happen, did it? I'm like, yep. So, yeah.
0: It's like,
1: isn't life weird?
0: Yeah, it is. Well, let's play another cut from the the CD. Um, I think we were talking before about cheek to cheek. Oh yes, okay.
1: Uh, Uh, Again, more stuff that's like, why do people do this? uh And this one just won the a couple weeks ago won the Logan Award for outstanding parody. That's Uh an annual award for excellence in comedy music.
0: Oh, congratulations! Thank you. Well, let's take a listen.
1: with women and the plastic surgery that they all see get some wiper and then give your face a tweak as they move your cellulite from cheek to cheek women hey now women get a brow lift And Botox once a week Do those lip injections Make it hard to speak When we're out together Little children shriek Oh, you look like a surprise duck Or a circus sideshow freak I can truly call you butt face now Cause your cheeks are in your cheek The poor guy's up a creek. He's not sure which end to talk to, cuz your cheeks are in your cheeks. Can't you see? Your forehead has no movement. This is not an improvement. If it were me, I would sue them. And fellas, all you fellas. Use steroid shots to build up your physique And stand flexing in the mirror the whole week I'd rather chat with an intelligent hip-squeak Because she can't now. I'm sure we'd all agree you do have chemistry. Oh.
0: <laughs> the jazz stylings of Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a lot of jazz
1: styling. That's a <laughs> sentence I thought I'd never hear. The jazz stylings of Carla oh. Obrega. The jazz stylings of the Bob Malone combo with yeah. Carla singing on top with her <laughs> ridiculous lyrics about butts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it needed to be said, and that's uh, a great parody. It, 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 you know, it, it just, it's just a nice sound. It's like you had a lot of fun when you were in the studio. We just really one. did. Yeah. That's the
1: thing with Bob is he just knows how to make a session really fun, uh-huh. and he gets these players who can do this. It, it, they could be in a coma and play beautifully. You know, they're just so good because they're they're all they all play all the time. Like uh, this, this drummer Mike had play has played on probably every TV theme show in the 70s and 80s. He's an LA session player. When I flew out to LA and worked with Bob in this studio, and um, he's played with Journey and Toto on tour. And and, wow. um, and the uh, Bob of course is a keyboard player for John Fogerty band and. And he has his own solo career as well. And uh, just one of the bass players from the Derek Trucks band, they just had all these really heavy hitters in there who everything's – they're so creative because they got so so much experience and so many tricks up their sleeve that we can be playful and and have fun in the studio. And, you know, it's just
0: awesome. Was this a different experience for you? I mean, in the past, have you kind of had more – not that you – not, not having control, but I mean, you've kind of put it in Bob's hands. And this one was a difference from the, the previous recordings you've done.
1: Well, yeah, the first, the first album I did, uh, I was working with people who didn't, who thought they knew what they're doing, but it really wasn't coming out the way I wanted it to. And, and when I kept telling them how I wanted to do it, they're like, well, that's not how it's done. And I'm mm. like, but that's how I want to do it. right?" Because what I wanted to do was like a live recording the way they would, not live with an audience, but, live the way they made old records where everybody's in the same room all playing at the same time Because before they had multi-tracking so that you've got the energy that there's a synergy when everybody's playing at the same time that's very hard to fake when you like, okay, the drummer and bass player are going to put down their parts and then we'll have the guitar player come and play along to the yeah. track and it's like, you you never get the same feel and energy and sense of fun that you do if we're all like, Let's all play at the same time. Right. And Bob is able to make that happen. You know, he's got not only the great musicians, but the great engineer who can figure out how to isolate everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, But we can all still play at the same time. And so that, to me, is so important for the sense of fun. Yeah. Because it's really not fun sitting, standing in a, basically it feels like I'm in a padded room. (laughs) I guess it is padded. But you feel like you're in one of those uh, solitary confinement yeah. things with a pair of headphones on, singing. It actually does make you feel a little insane. Like this is not normal. This is not, this is not how I perform. Right. So it does. It's not. How is it going to capture how I perform? I go in the studio and do something completely foreign. How can I capture the feeling that I have when I'm actually singing to a human being?
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. So we we did that. A lot of these like totally average woman. We just all played at the same time. Most of these we all played at the same time and. And some of these, we just kept the rough vocal. Where supposedly I was just putting down a vocal that we were going to throw out, and I was going to re-sing. And we're like, let's just keep the the
0: it works the what? unrehearsed
1: one because yeah. you know
0: you captured it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of capture, the time is getting uh, is starting to flow Look at by. That. I wonder if you could uh, do another live song for
1: sure. <clears throat> Here's another one I wrote for Joe. Let's see. <clears throat> I feel like this whole. I should just call this album Joe. Joe's current girlfriend slash wife. Uh, he was going to China, and apparently it's very easy to get arrested over there as an American, because our cultures are just so different you don't even realize you're being offensive. Right. And so we had like 80 pages of, of stuff uh, for you know that he needed to read, but he didn't have time because of his job. So I was like, can you listen for three minutes? I wrote you a song, because I want you to come back from China. So. <clears throat> Straight from the instruction pages. If you're going to China, don't drink the water. If you're going to China, don't breathe the air. If you're going to China, you're guilty until proven innocent. If you remember all that, you'll have a great time there. cheap to eat there but if you're going to china no one will offer you a fork if you're going to china you can get centipedes on a stick or some vegetarian food which is made of pork they do have mcdonald's but it costs a lot more Formality. The public toilet is a hole in the floor, and you got to BYO TP. If you're going to China, you'll have a lot of fun there. So much excitement in China, like meditation and Tai Chi. Woohoo! in China is they are all Chinese. Don't wear your karate school t-shirt, you'll end up in the deep freeze. Ask permission to take pictures, don't ask them to say cheese. Don't say arigato or sayonara, those words are Japanese.
0: I, I, I'm, I'm guessing the Chinese tourism board hasn't approached you to use that song. <laughs> not I, yet. Not yet? Okay, well... This, <laughs>
1: Especially when they hear the track which has people in Chinese, the background singers are, are singing swear words in oh, Chinese.
0: wow. Oh, boy. Actual Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But
1: yeah, if they hear that... the well, I won't be
0: invited to China, which no. I wasn't anyway, so. Uh, <laughs>
1: Staycation. I think that's what we're <laughs> <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> uh, well,
0: well, Carla, I want to thank you so much for coming by today and sharing this wonderful new album, Totally Average Woman. And uh, our audience can, can go to your website at CarlaU.com to find out more. And again, we mentioned uh, music at the mission on Saturday, April second. It's sometime in the evening. <laughs> yep. Evening. Uh, anything else you got coming up? Any any plans? For the... Um,
1: I I'm doing a bunch of stuff uh, out of town. I'm doing a short guest spot in New York City at the Producers Club on the 26th. That's this coming weekend. Uh huh. The night before Easter. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, but it's an improv troupe. They they do really kooky shows. So there's there's that, and uh, I'm gonna be. Traveling out of state in April quite a bit, so
0: mm-hmm. I
1: guess there's no need to mention all that stuff right here. <laughs> well, we're on the internet, teenage. so oh, okay.
0: But <laughs> well, I guess they could go to your website too. Yeah, I, Cincinnati,
1: yeah. Um, oh. Erie, Pennsylvania, Buffalo, yeah, all around.
0: Do you find audiences in different cities react to different? Yes. songs such yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I do find that New England people are very reserved. They don't laugh out loud. Hmm. They're the kind of audience that. Mark Twain would, you know, you ever heard that story about how he he thought he completely bombed in this one place and then someone comes up to him afterwards and they were he, they were like, "Oh, you were so funny. It was yeah. all I could do to keep from laughing." <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's like
1: New England is like that. They're not the they're, right. they're, they're, New Englanders are not the kind of bah, ha ha kind of, you know. But down south they they're very open, yeah. you know.
0: Well, so. I'm sure wherever you're going to be, I hope the audience will be coming out and seeing you because it's a it's a wonderful show, wonderful new CD. And, and Carla, again, I, I want to thank you for coming by today, and uh, you know we look forward to seeing you again in the future. I'm sure you're still writing songs, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: Always got something in the Hopper.
0: Okay. Thanks
1: for having me. My
0: pleasure. Um, I'm Ron Lesko, and you're listening to Traditions. We're going to hear one more song from Carla's CD, but first we you know come up to the top of the hour, and we have to take a little break, and uh, we have another hour of Traditions to go. Um, Be sure to visit our website, wfdu.fm. If you missed any of the show, it'll be available on the archive for the next two weeks. Cool. And uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks again, Carla. You're listening to the essential WFDU-FM HD1 Teaneck, the New York metro area's premier public music station at 89.1 megahertz and worldwide at wfdu.fm. 89.1.
1: You're wearing baggy pants Unless some underwear show You're looking groovy As long as you're moving slow But in a foot chain You better grab a good hold of those man pants pants. You can't run down the street When they're down around your ankles Those man pants pants. Wear a belt, hold them up With a pair of suspenders Those man pants And if you're nerdy You you can wear them real up You're fucking double You are your heart beat high and dip in the fly of those man pants pants. and you can cut them off in shorts for the summer and
0: And that was Carla Ulbrich Again, I want to thank her for coming by today and sharing it. Totally Average Woman is the name of the CD. That was Man Pants. A little fashion statement for, <laughs> for all of us guys out there. Um, again, you can visit her website, CarlaU.com, for more information about her recordings and her upcoming concerts and all great things, Carla. <laughs> I'm Ronald Lesko. This is Traditions on wfd fm and uh, we're going to start off our...